0: Ah, uh, welcome back to the wonderful world of the Captain Squadron. And I can't get this. There we go. I'm your host, Captain Joe Dove. And with me, of course, is non corporeal star baby Jason, our co host. And a few. You can goodness. also
1: call me the big giant head right now. <laughs> yes,
0: who is logged in from a remote location. We appreciate him. And our special guest joining us. Once again, not as uh, being interviewed, but this time as a guest talking about the episode that we have been in agony watching, Mark Cartier. How are you?
2: Hi. Hello. I'm good. How are you guys? (laughs) Good, good.
0: Uh, We're sorry you had to watch The Child again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying that to Erica. (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, I had to watch that again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, we are going to get right into it. We're going to talk right about the synopsis. Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2 Episode 1 The Child. Deanna is impregnated by an unknown alien life form and Dr. Catherine Pulaski joins the Enterprise as the ship's new medical officer. I forgot that this was her first time in uh, TNG. This is her very first episode.
1: And it is such a terrible Mm. first impression of this character (laughs) absolutely like she goes out of her way to be as awful as possible
0: yeah yeah and that's kind of how she pretty much is through the whole season so yeah but let's get right into it
2: (laughs) there are four lights
0: there are four light babies (laughs)
1: All right, we're going to start with Jason. What what did we just watch? We just watched a episode that was recycled from the 70s. Because <laughs> uh, in case you don't know, there was a movement to bring Star Trek back to television in the 1970s with Captain Kirk and Mr. Chekhov and Mr. Sulu. And there was going to be a Vulcan character named Zahn because Mark, uh, Leonard Nimoy was like, Mm-mm, don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was one of the scripts that was written for that series. Uh, the part of Deanna was going to be played by Ilea from the motion picture. Oh, wow. And the part of Riker was going to be played by Commander Decker, also from the motion picture. Uh, things did not go that well. And so they kind of put this script on ice. And whenever there was a, uh, a writer strike back in the 80s, they dusted it off and said, let's film this. Oh, wow. And so that that is what they that's what they got. And uh, I'm just going to say, I don't think this episode's bad. Really, I really don't. I don't think it's bad. Wow. Okay. All
0: right. We'll get into that, Mark.
2: I actually think I was talking to Erica while it was playing, and um, uh, Marina Certis is actually pretty good in this episode uh, for how kind of silly it is. She actually brings a solid performance when when her baby is born absurdly in front of every gawking male on the ship, <laughs> uh, there's like tears pour- pouring off of her nose. And while she's like thanking the doctor and uh, it's, it, it's not, there are great performances in what is an, an utterly absurd episode of television.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with both you guys in a way. Um, I really enjoyed data in this, but, what what a weird episode. A light comes onto the ship, decides to beam itself into Deanna and make a baby. And then we got Riker going, oh, my goodness.
1: You know, I, I should have been your father. Right that's away. Well. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It doesn't beam itself into, into uh, Deanna. It takes a certain route that does not <laughs> yeah, use a true. whole lot of imagination, which I actually yeah. watched it and thought, wow, this was on TV. I know where that light went. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, and it's, you know, the, the light, uh, uh, when it was scurrying around the ship, it, it went to look at everyone and all that. It was floating around. Hers was the only room where it immediately went under the sheets. Wow. And, like, crawled around under the sheets from the foot of the bed further up. Uh, then she, mm-hmm. like, weird sort of, moment you know breathing yeah. heavy i think is what closed caption said
0: yes breathing heavy indeed Ay, yeah yeah it was one to remember all right well that was the first
2: the- Inception i think i'd ever seen on television growing up. yeah that's right i
0: think they, they broke new boundaries i mean so many things going on in this one let's uh let's hop into why did they do that there's, the there's nothing there, there. It's nothing there. There's something there, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Mark, why would why did you think they went with this uh, almost space baby, uh... Jesus esque baby
2: Jesus? what do why do I think what?
0: What I said? Why would they do that? Why do you think they would go with this uh, unearthial space Jesus?
2: Oh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> e- it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So. The, the episode is about uh, Deanna Troy getting pregnant while the Enterprise is on an emergency mission to some planet where they're going to pick up like a collection of the worst viruses and diseases ever genetically created in a lab so that they can bring them to some other place. Right. Because that other place needs one of them.
0: Yeah, it's important to
2: save their people from a disease that's killing everyone or something. I don't understand yeah. why they need five hundred different um, versions of disease, like the whole disease uh, collection. Yeah, uh, and why thing. don't they just need the one they need and bring that one?
0: Yeah, that, um, that didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, was...
2: so also um, we were introduced to Guinan, uh, 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 and we're introduced, and uh, Wesley's crying about his mom having gone off to Starfleet Medical to run Starfleet Medical. So all of this is going on, and um, Diana's space baby uh emits a certain radiation that initiates the growth of the one of the diseases uh space uh plasma Mm -hmm. uh plasma virus or something stupid like that um and they have to find the radiation that we realize very quickly it's the baby because they don't find anything the baby tells us it's the baby right um which is another problem with this episode is
0: right how um, did it know out of nowhere oh
2: no any problems yeah no nobody in the episode solved any problems literally space jesus that's why i was glad you call it a space jesus because, <laughs> it literally was yeah space like god in a box comes out of the sky Creates the complication of the plot, uh, and and then also solves its own problem. None of the characters that we care about literally, none of them do a single thing. The doctor doesn't have to be a good doctor because the baby delivers itself, the captain doesn't have to be a good captain because the baby takes care of the ship for the captain. The (laughs) the wharf doesn't have to be a good security officer, which, by the way, this is his first episode as being the security officer. Uh, Jordy doesn't have to like solve his. He thinks he's a great engineer and everyone's excited about him being the chief engineer. And he builds this apparatus to, to, to move all of these viruses across the galaxy. And, uh, he doesn't have to solve the problem of his own creation because space Jesus fixes the problem. That's right. Um, and, uh, I think Wesley Crusher is the only one (laughs) and I can't believe I'm saying this. I think, (laughs) I, (laughs) I think Wesley Crusher is the only one who, um, uh, actually achieves anything on their own in this episode because he's struggling with, you know, being his mom and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and uh, it's all very, you know, silly. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's true.
0: And it's uh, it's funny. This is one of the episodes that I literally fell asleep on rewatching, and then I woke up and then like she was having the baby. I'm like, what baby? And then, <laughs> then I had to like watch it all over again. So I ended up watching it just, like yeah. two or three times. Yeah.
2: Well, it's wonderful when, when she determines that she's pregnant. So Pulaski's late to introduce herself to the captain because as soon as she gets on the ship, Deanna is pregnant. Right. And it's a baby unlike anything Pulaski's ever seen. So she sits there and talks with Diana and Ten forward And then uh, out of nowhere, um, uh, uh, Picard shows up because he's pissed. And she's like, you got to see this weird baby. Um, and uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs>
0: weird because baby.
2: Because I'm... Wa- some something popped up on the on my computer screen here. There, um, what the fuck were we talking about?
0: <laughs> so, space. Uh, Dana Troy meets Pulaski for the first time. Pulaski was like, "Hey, Captain, you got to see this weird baby." And Captain Picard's like, "Why the yeah. hell are you not on the bridge reporting for duty?" Yeah, that was more uh, than Patrick Stewart, but that's okay. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, uh, anyway. Uh, Guinan and uh Wesley sort out their um you know, mom being gone. I yeah. forgot what I was
0: talking about. I got yeah, yeah, like Wesley sorted out his big issue being like what do I do with myself? Because, you know, initially he was gonna just go scoot over to wherever his mom was or join the academy, but he ends up staying on the ship as like a junior ensign. Yep. And, and Guinan kind of walked him through that as a bartender. Yeah. And she kept yeah, offering think- him yeah. yeah. And she kept offering him like Drinks that weren't alcoholic. <laughs> so I, I found that to be interesting. It's like, well, you know, you're in space. Is really no, is there an age limit now? Or <laughs> Jason, what? All you, Well, buddy.
2: I,
1: I'm going to uh once again say that I, I actually enjoyed this episode. And to me, it's one of those episodes where the crew meets something strange and mysterious out there, which you know, it's kind of the ship's whole mission is to seek out new life and new life forms right uh i liked the mystery i liked that they were basically at the mercy of this benevolent creature who comes on their ship and there there's just so much about this episode that i enjoy i i actually think this is one of the episodes where riker and troy actually had the most chemistry as a couple just the kindness that will showed whenever he came in and witnessed the birth after getting kind of Those jealous vibes off of him earlier. He comes in and he sees the baby and he tells her, Oh, the baby's beautiful. Um,
2: Just like his mother, he says. Yeah. Yes.
1: He's still flirting. Um, I really liked that. um, I liked the concept that Ian, the baby, knew that he was not supposed to be there, that he wasn't like of the crew, but because he was so young, he couldn't vocalize it and he didn't know how to say what he was sure because that was 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 really cool i don't mind stories where strange things happen to the crew because sometimes that's that's how life is is that things happen to you and you can't do anything about it and this is one of those cases where alien comes on board the ship alien experiences life and alien nopes out because it's about to kill everybody accidentally yeah i don't mind that i thought it was a pretty good episode not not in the cadre of great episodes but it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I looked up
0: the rating of this one. It's five point something out of ten, so it's like in the meh realm. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. If you'll excuse me for just a moment, I'm in my car. I'm going to go take my I'm going to go take my own Star Babies home for just a second. I will be back. So I'm just okay. going to turn my camera. We're gonna off you so you going to talk about it. You can't see how recklessly I
2: drive. <laughs> Only good things. Only
1: good
0: things. <clears throat> so uh, the the proverbial. Uh, good parent and making sure he's not on the phone while driving well
2: that's actually what distracted me i was in the middle of saying something and i looked up and i realized there were people getting in his car and i was <laughs> yeah, like I saw that too. oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh god uh i thought maybe he was ubering and i was like oh this is a gag <laughs> like no. he's gonna he ubers the whole time he's on the show
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. we don't do we don't do those kind of gags <laughs> we do have some fun ones that's funny yeah one of the things that. Like didn't make sense to me is you know you have all these diseases and you have a special hazmat suit and everybody else in the scene is wearing said hazmat suit fully closed except for the main doctor he's just like nah I don't need oh well, he's got
2: his face open yeah you know? yeah I was like what
0: why are you also I'm you?
2: pretty sure he was the voice of the captain of the uh, repulse the excelsior class ship that was uh, alongside the enterprise at the top of this episode
0: oh good callback good catch I uh, I didn't catch that but yeah his, the voice did sound very familiar um and what about the child i thought the child was very weird i thought he felt i felt like it was in this weird conundrum of like experiencing a human reality
2: yeah he was like
0: yet, yeah knowing he was like some type of deity almost like a
2: he was like creepy baby i don't know yeah. i mean it was nice that he was uh, you know benevolent benevolent and mm-hmm. um You know, just curious and and when he knew he was creating a problem for the people he was trying to learn about, he very graciously left. Right. Um, uh, but you know, that's a lot of trauma to put someone through to like Yeah, like
0: Deanna should be ruins. She just had a baby, the baby was the cause of the problem and then decided, Oh, you know what? I got this, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And then he dipped. You know, it was like Deanna Troy
2: was a mother in season in seasons one through seven of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Deanna Troy was a mother for a grand total of thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know when when it's dead baby at the end, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I said it. I kind of I was like, oh geez, dead baby. I forgot. I, I forgot about this part, and yeah. uh, I thought that the kid just turned into a thing and went away, but the baby dies. Right and then. The the whatever the little
0: the light then the I mean, little light
2: yeah uh, the, the pixie light shines out there it, it is
0: yeah like crying
2: yeah it goes to her face and uh, yeah. is all like it's gonna be okay yeah you're all right
0: yeah another weird thing about this is when it put the baby puts his hand in the hot soup
2: oh yeah to burn himself with burn for himself the, to like it's experience old... pain yeah
0: yeah it was weird I was like okay that's a strange way to do it um but I thought Jeez. that was
2: Mm-hmm. Jason was right like this is this is there's a lot of good stuff in this episode The, the again there's a lot of good performances there's a lot of great moments when Riker says uh, who's the dad <laughs> uh, uh, or who's the father um, right. that's a little that was kind of fun but uh, my problem with this episode is not that the performances are bad or that it was uh, made poorly it's that no one accomplishes anything except for like I said Wesley Right, kind of works through his problems with should i stay should i go
0: right they kind of just like run in circles to do nothing and
2: yeah baby... no one does anything the baby right. like the baby it does everything and no one everyone just kind of stands around and watches which really um and the the concern with the diseases in the disease holding cube thing it was right. like it wasn't really a concern uh i don't know like nothing seemed there were there didn't seem to be any stakes yeah um you know you're wondering what was gonna i I don't know
1: rejoice mortals he has returned
0: yay that was a really cool uh intro
1: (laughs) Welcome. that's how i enter the room all the time
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) i would too if i had that presence that would be fun um Now did Jordy build that machine to hold all the viruses? Yes, yes Jordy built that. And, and and he holds something similar in a future episode, I believe. He has like another device that he's running around with. It's like the same type of base construct.
1: Oh, you know they probably reuse that prop like five or six times. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was just I just noticed that. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. I've seen that before."
0: And you know, I think it was a later episode. And I also found it weird that they, they can contain all these viruses in there, but it's all digital. It's a digital containment unit. It's all. Is it
1: digital? Because I thought it was actually no, containing they, the virus. Like transf- a container it says- with all these weird STDs, kind of like Riker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. uh,
0: Riker is the, the containment unit. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. It, it's just uh, one of those weird things. They did touch on some topics that seem to have never stopped, like abortion. Uh, there was a second where. You know the doc doctor- certainly
2: got into abortion,
0: yeah. yeah. they really like dived into that. It was weird to see it. Um, because I know that was a big issue at that time. And then it's never really gone away. So I found it interesting that they did find a way to to pull some very hot topics and make it relevant. For five seconds and they just went through it real quick. And I also found it weird that you know Wharf and the, the crew come in to be security guards of a birthing baby and then you know just stand around
1: <laughs> north no looked do. really peeved that he didn't shoot anything too it's like if right. hey, it's a it's a it's a beautiful little baby <laughs> i can't shoot it <laughs> may i still shoot it <laughs> it's a can big... i at least nick it with my bat left
0: <laughs> right can i um, nick it yeah and is the is he still wearing the gold sash in this one, or did he switch to silver at this point? I think they switched yeah he yeah, had switched was yeah. the first time that they, he's... because he was in
2: silver. a gold uniform for the first time right right yeah the gold on gold would not well, have jived yeah because he was red in the first couple of episodes the first season he was red yeah
0: all right, well let's take a look at redeeming features
2: it looks like gold
0: tastes like gold it is gold <laughs> I, you gotta love Ferengis man I mean Armin Shimmerman, that's somebody that you've had on your show uh, the shuttle pot show and one of the, the great episodes that you guys did I think that is a cool dude to speak with Mark Armin yeah
2: oh yeah he's great Uh in Good. fact this uh, that that little clip you showed is the episode he regrets he uh, the reason he was uh, his number one goal with Deep Space Nine was to sort of redeem, redeem his uh, setting the Ferengi down the wrong path. Oh, um, wow. Eric is walking around.
1: Oh, hey, Erica! In your frame, <laughs> oh, there's a strange dark being in the room with you. Like. Mm.
2: I was playing with backgrounds, and uh, the, the show started when I got to this one, so I stopped playing I with it. it's all good all good good to see you all right (laughs)
0: funny uh jason what are your redeeming features for this guy
1: well i'm i'm going to give my redeeming features and then regrettably i'm going to have to uh bow out of the podcast because i've got something going on right now but i I, i'm here for this so my redeeming feature for the child is i think it's kind of magical i I think it's kind of magical and i like how all the questions were not answered at the end, and um, I don't know the the whole the bit with the kid dying at the end. I thought was kind of cheesy, but then the way that the light came back to Diane and said goodbye to her, and she smiled, and it went off into space again. I don't know. There's something just just so Star Trekky about that, and yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um. Now this episode's not great. It's got some weird character moments. I think Picard and Wesley are really weird in this Mm -hmm. one
2: they're they're, they're more
1: awkward than usual
2: yeah they have that very uh, weird
1: what uh... what happened to gates for her not be not not hating on diana moldor because she's she's a great actress i didn't like Pulaski, but she gave Pulaski some pretty good lines and some pretty good deliveries but what happened to gates just overshadows most of what happened in this episode and the fact that it was all done off screen yeah i didn't like it but overall i think it was a it was a magical episode it was a mysterious episode I dig it. Not my favorite, but I dig it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um, for me, I think one of the redeeming features was the comedy that Brent Spiner brought to the episode. <laughs> when Deanna was having the baby and he was so inquisitive. What does it feel? Are you in pain or what's going on? He just are you heads. in
2: contact with it? Does yeah. it is it aware <laughs> of this contact? <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought that was, that was magical. I, I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. And it was... Um, one of the best things that came out of it was some of the comedy. There was not a whole lot of action in this episode, but, you know, Star Trek doesn't need act, like pew, pew, pew all the time. It needs good dialogue and great uh substance. And I thought that that
1: did deliver in this episode. It was just it took a long time to get there. It would have been great, though, if the baby would have thrown Worf through a door. <laughs>
2: yes. See, that's what I'm saying. It's
1: like, yeah. you know, if, if Worf sat and know... looked down go... Uh, I know there's something wrong with you. And the baby just grabs him and just chunks him through a door. And nobody (laughs) believes Worf. Of course, a baby threw me through a door. Oh,
2: Worf. (laughs) I agree. Everything
1: throws you through a door. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, the,
2: if the the baby didn't, if Jesus baby didn't know its own strength uh, and had to learn it the hard way, it would have been, you know, there would have been higher stakes, but as it were, was there were zero stakes whatsoever.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a, again,
2: because the moment the containment started to breach with the uh, with the disease cube, mm-hmm. the storage containment thing, uh, the baby just knew it was happening and said, oh, mom, I have to go now. Right. No one had to solve any problems.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's another
2: a nickname moment.
1: for Riker. What's that? The, the disease, disease cube.
2: cube. It's another nickname for Riker. Yeah. Oh, did anyone notice that he Rikered and reverse Rikered in this episode alone? Yes. Yes. It was
1: amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Riker.
1: Riker. Riker. Yeah. For, I'll, Riker. I'll that. <laughs>
2: From Strange New
0: Worlds. He jumps up. Riker. Yeah. <laughs> That's forever embedded in my brain. Um, another thing that was this the first appearance of Kamini at the. No, he was party? in
2: the. Uh, in season one? He was in the pilot. He was in. Oh, yeah. Wow. He was uh, a uh, helmsman or ops or something in the pilot. Yeah.
0: And then he became permanent. And he
2: was in season one. On and off. On and, on and off, I think.
0: Yeah. And they still never explained what happened to the uh, original engineer that Jody replaced.
2: Oh, he was just ridiculous. Scott. Scott, or, yeah. Was that his name? I think no, so. it was, it was uh, Argyle. It was, there Argyle. we go. Argyle. I was, Argyle. Like, it was a Argyle. stupidly Scottish name. Like, yeah. Like, insanely Scottish name.
0: We were trying to, like, uh, Channel um, Scotty there for sure, and it was just like, yeah, this isn't working. You
1: yeah. you was Gentlemen, listening. regret regretfully, I have to leave you now. But uh, thank you for having me on. I'm sorry I had to leave early, but okay. uh, I promise I'll be here for the whole thing next week. All right, sounds good.
2: Yay. Let
1: let me know what uh, what episode it's going to be. Uh, next week is the movie. Oh, the uh, Star Trek two motion right?
2: picture,
1: uh, The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. All right, I'll be here for that one. All right. Sounds good. Right. We'll laugh. Bye. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, there was a, another redeeming feature of this was uh, probably the, the idea of having all those viruses in one cell. Like imagine the CDC is just in one little, little bop.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was going to be a really fun sort of uh, major plot device. Um, right. But and again, I was confused because if they're trying to solve a disease on another planet, why are they bringing every disease from this one research station?
0: Yeah. Are they just going to throw it all at it? Is that what? The yeah. Was? I, like, yeah. See what works.
2: Yeah. I mean, Pulaski says this is a collection of the most horrifyingly genetically modified or altered diseases ever created by man yeah. or whatever. Right. By, by species. And yeah. um. Uh, I just didn't understand why they needed all of it on the ship. Why didn't they just get the one they needed?
0: Yeah, uh, it, didn't, it didn't pan out the way you'd anticipate
2: didn't pan out and the thing didn't breach. Uh, the thing didn't fail. uh there was some concern that they were going to get to the point where it does breach. And does, we never saw anyone dead from this disease. This disease didn't kill anyone earlier in the exactly. episode. So we aren't familiar with just how horrible it was going to be. Right. Uh, uh, it just, it, I keep going back to the, I mean, I know this segment is uh, redeeming whatever. And I think you redeeming yeah. features is uh, that the performance is so good mm-hmm. in such a uh, plotless episode. Right. Uh, our motivationless episode. None of our main characters, I've said this four times now, <laughs> had to achieve anything. They had, they didn't, no one had to figure out anything or do anything. Um, when Deanna has the baby and they have the meeting in the conference room and they're like, what do we do about the baby? Is it a security threat? Should we study it? Should we uh, let her have it? Should we abort it? Yeah. And she's like, I intend to have this baby. And Picard says, well, then the conversation's over. And it's like, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That makes uh, perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, the
2: disease doesn't kill anyone. The disease, the collection of diseases doesn't kill anyone. It doesn't even breach its containment. It, uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, They all panic. That, you know, right. sure, but uh, it never does anything. It doesn't, you know, doesn't even when, when, like, it. you know how when they set the, uh, there's always the, the bomb timer, it gets down to one before it stops.
0: Right. There was none of that.
2: There's none of that. It wasn't breaking containment. It wasn't like two seconds away from killing everyone. Uh, you know, they, they almost performed a saucer separation in this episode, which might, right, which, which would been really cool. Would have been fun. Our yeah, friends who at unplanned Trek uh, would love that. Cause they're always finding ways to uh, insert saucer separations in the episodes. Of Star Trek. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nothing happened. The kid uh, learned how to pet puppies, learned how to speak English, told the captain everything was okay.
0: Dipped his finger in some hot soup. And yeah. Kept moving
2: dip some, yeah, and then and then woke up and said, "Oh, I have to go." And
0: yeah. yeah, it was really baseless and and pointless. So that's why it's that's why it's an agony booth.
2: It's okay, good because I was like because he he really liked it, and I right. uh, you know like I, I when he started talking about that, I, I was like, "Yeah, there are lots of good things in this." In fact, uh, they had clearly figured some things out between season one and season two.
0: Right. Um, this is the infamous growing the beard season because Riker now has the beard yeah. and then the show starts to take off.
2: First but. time we see Riker in a beard. First time right. we see a Riker and a reverse Riker in an episode. First time uh, LaForge La is the chief engineer. Chief engineer. First time yeah. Worf is the chief of security. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of firsts in this one. Uh, makes a big difference. Wesley puts on his his gray acting ensign uniform instead of the um, the Star Trek uh, rainbow thing that he was right. wearing. Right. Right. The reading, um, Rainbow yeah. the reading Rainbow suit, Yeah. Reading Rainbow suit. This is the first time we see Guinan or Ten forward, um, right? We
0: find or, out that they have a place to hang out and chat, and,
2: and yeah, work. for all of that stuff to be crammed into this episode and to have so nothing happen, I was just like, oh,
0: it was, so, it was so uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. When when you guys were mentioning something <laughs> earlier, I was like, you know, this may have been better served as like a two hour TV movie or something. Right, we could have They're really kind of, explored, you know, the 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 grief and joy of having and losing a child, and that child sort of being an alien who just wanted to experience humanity and can
0: um, experience more things.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I think it could have been um it could have been really well done if there was any conflict and if our characters, if our heroes, our Star Trek heroes, had anything to solve. Right or did anything at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I think it would have been cool if some of the viruses got off on the planet and then we saw yeah. what they did to people. Sure. Exactly. That would have been amazing. Like we could have really seen oh this one like, like tears the flesh apart and this they're one They're
2: abandoning didn't. the planet because they have made it unsurvive you can't yeah, it's, yeah. it's now a dead planet and right. and it's it's a deadly planet and uh they have to get out of there um before their facility is breached like they've breach the rest of the atmosphere or something like that yeah, then there's exactly. then there's some stakes but
0: yeah they if they, yeah. they flushed it out more it could have been like one of those episodes that we were always talking about like best of both worlds it could have been in the top upper echelon because they would there's so many things going on like you said and to flesh them out and drag it out and give you more into what's going on i think it would have been a great service and then we would have got more acting from all the characters that are yeah. really stepping it up this season because well
2: I mean, there was a lot of standing around watching in this episode. I mean, that that uh, one of the great one of the things I'm grateful for with this episode is um, all of like I said earlier, every man on the ship was standing in the birthing in the in the room while she was (laughs) giving birth, and they were all just watching, and they were all like fascinated. Yeah, like Wharf was watching. Those two like no name security guards were watching. Security Riker was watching yeah everyone was watching everyone
0: was watching just not picard and wesley those are the only ones who are like no nah, yeah this one out thanks
2: <laughs> and then there's just that nurse down on her knees like yeah with, uh, uh uh troy's you know feet around right. her and yeah it was just yeah that was, was the just... weirdest birth i've ever seen it's the first conception and the first birth i had ever seen on television
0: yeah super weird super weird all right well let's get into the aftermath
1: Now, why don't you go back to your quarters?
2: I'll be along shortly to say hello.
0: There's something very menacing about Andrew Robinson.
2: Oh, he's amazing. Like, subscribe, and (laughs) join us on Patreon.
0: So good. So good. I actually got to meet him in Vegas for the first time. Yeah, yeah. We had him. uh... This year? Yeah, this year. It was the first time. Yeah. We had him wish uh, good well wishes to one of our former hosts and just want to take this uh, aftermath to wish Jace the best. Uh, Jace Hatswell, who was known as Commander Jace, has uh, decided to move on, and we wish him the best. He's been amazing. He's gotten us all these fun graphics and all these great bumpers that make the show keep going. He's one of the pillars of this channel, and we miss him greatly. And we wish him uh, all the best. We know whatever he's going to do next is going to be amazing because he builds you up to succeed. And we appreciate everything you've done and everything that you're going to do. And we'll be there to support it. So Godspeed to you. And let's say hi to people in the chat. Yeah. Um, bu- 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 uh, we got some
2: of our people here. We got Alan and Nancy and Tiffany. I don't know who else is here. Yeah, Virginia. Hi, Virginia.
0: That's yeah, my mom. That's your mom. Yeah, my cosmic moms fan. don't count. <laughs> no no usually not
2: no i'm kidding mom's count twice <laughs>
0: um so nancy hello uh alan m ever devised so all the worst uh all the worst viruses ever devised is what, what was contained in that containment unit so that's a yeah one. that's it yeah yeah uh i remember the bit with the kid this is from tiffany laurie but wow, I couldn't have told you anything about all the diseases and stuff. (laughs) They didn't even name any of the diseases. They was just like...
2: No, plasma disease was the one that was going to break containment. They didn't name that one.
0: Oh, okay. So they have just the plot device one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't really a plot device because they were only talking about how dangerous it was going to be. We never actually saw anything happen.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was just like, yeah, this could be terrible.
2: Um, yeah, I'm telling you, this is going to be terrible. And then they all just stand around, yeah, looking yeah. at their watches until the kid, until Baby Jesus decides that he's, <laughs> it's time to go.
0: Hey, this is all messed up because of my radiation. So
2: I take it back. Pulaski was actually like, "We have to figure this out. What is causing it to grow? That's it's right. It, it, it's it's it was. Uh, let me look up its history charts, whatever. And she's like, "Oh, it was created by this doctor, and it was created by bombarding this thing with this radiation. Maybe that radiation is." What's making it grow? Is there anything that makes that radiation on the ship? And data starts spewing off things that can create that radiation. And the Forge is like, we don't have one of those. And Pulaski's yeah. like, well, that, you know, that, blow, that, that, that yeah. won't do it. And then, yeah. um, and then she was trying,
0: she was doing her best. What do you think about the, the interaction between Pulaski and Picard? I felt like she was very standoffish with him.
2: Well, I mean, that was the intent of the character. They wanted the doctor to be uh, butting heads with the captain. That's mm. why they they changed uh, direction with uh, Gates. Gates mm. and Card were too like
0: almost like romantic.
2: Yeah, charismatic with each other, uh, or um, they had too much, uh, you know, energy, uh, romantic energy. And yeah. they wanted someone who would stand up to him and tell him he's wrong, and someone to challenge what his the difficult decisions that he had to make. What's right and wrong? And they wanted someone to stick their their you know their finger in the tea. Yeah. Um, I thought <laughs> uh, I thought it was a little awkward just because it was the first episode they had ever done together, and you know, as uh, she. He had come into his role a little bit uh, in, the, in the first season and kind of then was very consistent throughout the rest of the show. Um, right. Most actors take like a season to, to really sort of figure out who the character is. And plant um, their feet. And plant their feet, right. And yeah. she she shows up with a bunch of people who had been there for an entire season already. And, uh, you know, you watch season two and she that, um, she gets better. This is the, the, I I forgot that this is the episode where uh, the data data uh, moment happens, where she calls data data, data. Right. Data. And And he says, data. And she says, excuse me. And he says, my name is data. And she says, data, data. What's the difference? And he's like, one is my name. (laughs) <laughs> yes not.
0: that was another great moment for that's a second. great moment
2: and yeah. you know if you if you uh think back on the second season it's like oh yeah that kicked off this whole uh really kind of interesting relationship between data and dr pulaski where you know he she kept uh trying to pigeon him as a machine right you right. know just a machine and you know you can't understand these things people have feelings and warmth and blood pumping through their veins and
0: yeah uh, I also found it interesting. Maybe she was the one that uh, started the whole measure of a man conflict later on in the show. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was like, Oh really? You, you're taking this that far? So she was space Karen.
2: Are we- space Karen. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Can we officially call her that?
2: <laughs> it's so weird. maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah. sh- uh, I actually uh, appreciate her character. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think that uh, I forget her name. The actress. Uh, she uh, I don't think she was served well by the the writing she got. Um, but, you know, Crusher, why did they get rid of Crusher? They should have kept Crusher in the first place.
0: Yeah, I think that was contract. Everyone loves Crusher. Yeah. Right. there was a contra- contract contract things like she.
2: Oh, yeah. She wanted to get paid like a grown up.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And she's like, you're not going to pay me. I'm going to go do the other things that I enjoy doing.
0: Yeah. She was a dancer. Yeah. So, I mean, I I could see that's why she pretty much dipped out. And I can't blame her for that. I would want money too.
2: (laughs) Who's the father? (laughs) I don't mean to be indelicate. Oh, Riker.
0: Mm. (laughs) Uh, Another interesting thing was Pulaski, uh, Diana Moldar.
2: Diana Moldar. Thank you, Alan. Yes.
0: And she was in the original series. So she's a Star Trek alum.
2: I think she played a couple of different characters in the original series. Like yeah, maybe yeah, even she's, three.
0: Yeah, I think she's the Jeffrey Combs of the original series. She just keeps popping up, <laughs> and, and every time she captures your eyes and attention. Um, and I I found that to be very uh, very cool. It was a nice throwback. And then this was again we we talked about Whoopi's big uh, entrance onto the show. She was a, a fan of Star Trek from the original series because. Uh, she saw of uhura because uhura and yeah. always wanted to, and always thought star trek shows that uh, we would be there in the future so uh,
2: I, I love yeah. that introduction there's a story that she tells i think we just talked about this uh recently um there's a story that uh Whoopi tells about when she was a kid watching star trek the original series and she ran into the kitchen and said mama mama there's a there's a black lady on the television and she's not playing a maid mm-hmm. and it's like well, that's that's kind of amazing <laughs> shit. Yeah. And she's so good in it too in this episode. I, I right. forgot that this was her first episode.
0: Yeah, so, me too. It was <laughs> so many firsts in this one. Yeah. It was so amazing. So. Amazing.
2: Uh she, and but she lies. <laughs> she yeah, lies I, to Wesley. She's like, I never met Picard before I came on this ship.
0: Yeah. you like,
2: lying, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you met him in a bar. <laughs> you so met him in San
2: Francisco. Yeah. You met him, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, stuck moon. in an eternal time uh ribbon with him. Right, that's right. They're in the Nexus together. They're in the Nexus together. Yeah. So
0: do we think that the child is a Q? Do you think Okay, if she, if... so
2: that's a good question. Yeah. Uh uh I think that would have been an interesting choice. It would have been. Yeah. If it was uh if because Q had shown up twice by now. Mm-hmm. In the pilot, and then in the one where we tried to make uh, Riker a Q, right? And uh, if uh, if this had been a Q baby trying to understand humanity better, so that the Q could interact with them differently or whatever, um, uh, that would have been it would've that would have been, been fun, and it would have tied it into you know the rest of the show, but right the
0: overall arc of the entire series.
2: But what Jason was saying earlier, like the this as a, it's this is. This is a good standalone because, you know, random things happen in the middle of everyday life and everyday life on the Enterprise was transporting, you know, the grossest diseases ever created, apparently.
0: <laughs> ever devised.
2: Ever devised. Yeah. Uh, what does she meant this Picard? What does that mean?
0: Uh, Alan, what do you mean by she meant this
2: Picard? Our, uh... I'm really curious. I saw it and then I almost lost my train of thought again. Oh, <laughs> so man. I was like, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Are we uh, playing trivia?
0: <laughs> we're having a uh, slight technical difficulties otherwise i'd bring your comment up and everybody could see it but weird things happen oh, because really? that's life and we're traveling through cyberspace and things happen and we just have to roll with it
2: oh yeah the tech thing is just i Blech.
0: yeah yeah like from a certain point it's not the picard she knows oh uh, okay so like he's reiterating the meeting that they had in san francisco based off the Picards. He's oh a- yeah. So it's not this
2: the- Picard.
0: Right. Yeah. So she met the old Picard. Not the- all right,
2: Alan. Yeah, that's Explanation accepted that's out, man. That you not- slippery you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting how everything kind of comes to fruition and time travel puts it all together. But I, I still think that if they would have made it the baby a cue, it would have been awesome. And it would have really shed some light on the show. Especially because it, it kind of comes in the same way that when Q appears, it's the same light.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same yeah. effect.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that we've never seen this species again. Never mentioned. We never find out what they are. It's new life and new civilizations. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, there's versions of this alien that we see all the time. We saw a version of this in Enterprise, a version of this in the original series. Another, uh, There's another version of this, or two in TNG. There's a version mm. of this in Deep Space Nine.
0: Wait, I, this- I- an alien that gives it of the
2: weird floating alien baby that wants to experience mm-hmm. humanity and then move on. Like, yeah. uh, if you go back and, uh, there's there, this episode is, is regurgitated over and over uh, mm. a version of this episode. I don't know. No, this is the only one where, you know, Deanna Troy
0: gets (laughs) impregnated. Yeah, she's this is the first time that anybody gets pregnant from it, but you know, this happened a bunch of times. It's logged, (laughs) but it would have been nice to have like an alien species and and you know, just a little bit more backstory to it. I thought that would have been really cool to get some more information out of it. Like, is this the way that this alien species kind of interacts with other aliens or because it's just floating through space, wandering around basically?
2: I just found it interesting that it. Uh, It didn't like the guys in the hallway. And then it didn't like the guy with the hairy chest who was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, it went. Yeah. And then it found. And she, she, what did she say? When last night, when I slept uh, uh, something that I can only describe as a presence entered my body. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And everyone looks, Worf just looks at her. He's like,
0: (laughs) that's peculiar. (laughs)
2: Uh I love that her pregnancy was a conference room m- meeting as well.
0: Right. It was and also, whole... by
2: the way, they're there to determine the security of the ship, right? Is this the only reason they're talking about it formally in, in front of her is because does it pose a security threat to the ship? We're on a vital mission, this thing is happening. Could we all die? Whatever. Um, and when she says, and they're all starting to discuss options, like what, right. what are our options? Uh, and she interrupts them all and says you know i'll let it be known i intend to have this baby and Card mm-hmm. says well the conversation's over and i was like but is it yeah it's not like shouldn't the conversation like go on you know shouldn't mm-hmm. do, do you post security guards do you have data i don't know like what do you what do you do do you, do you monitor her? does she live and in... if they just built this uh, incredible containment field do they build a second one or do they get rid of all the diseases and put her in the containment field in case <laughs> yeah. the alien baby is like, or, you know, predator they, or something? Or they,
0: or they do the Pink Panther thing and just have like Worf sneak behind the baby all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just sneaking around in the background with his finger yeah. out. <laughs>
0: I think that's the best way to handle it. It's like, I'll keep an eye on you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I was watching this with uh, my pup and the scene where the, the, the child is introduced to puppies, my pup got on the table, and was like, I wanna be there. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. It was interesting to see him like react to the television. He usually doesn't unless there's like horses, but this all time,
2: dogs need friends. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah.
0: They need their own species.
2: They need their own puppy to be with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's not like they're gonna um, you know artificially impregnates other puppies they do that all naturally you never have to worry about random space puppies
2: <laughs> space puppies yeah. yeah i was curious about the space puppies it's like why are they raising litters of dogs on the enterprise
0: yeah and where do they go like did that was really because i know yeah. they have like what is it uh they have dolphins
2: on the enterprise as well they have i i forgot that yeah <laughs> do they i don't i I think you that was something they
0: brought up in lower decks to help with the navigation. They have like dolphins in the center of all the ships.
2: No, there are no dolphins on the Enterprise. No, no. That I was. I, I know there's. I know there's a lower decks episode where the dolphins are screwing around and he's got to swim. Right. Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. I thought I was like. I was
2: like, was there like a a dolphin show in some episode <laughs> that I don't remember?
0: No, no, no. I just thought they used it for navigation, so. No. No? No. I thought, was like, I, it, I thought Lower Decks is retconning. It's like, oh, we get around because of the dolphins. That's how we... <laughs> oh, I
2: thought that was just a joke for that episode.
0: Just a throwaway? Oh. Yeah,
2: they needed they needed to complicate. Again, complications are good for your plot. This episode had done. Yeah. Uh, they needed, in Lower Decks, they needed to complicate his trip to the... Uh, 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 I'm reading Alan's messaging. There's, they needed to complicate his uh trip to the whatever junction he had to fix. Right. It's like having to go through the chompers.
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. It was like yeah. a, a or the fire. Thing. Yeah, you gotta time yeah. your way through the fire chamber right. or something.
0: Like that old uh, adventure trope. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Like the, the what was it? Indiana Jones where he has to switch the, the D yep. with <laughs> all the boulder comes. Here comes the boulder. Yeah. There is a Creation ops on the enterprise d so i guess there was something there <laughs> interesting alan thank you but yeah oh I
2: mean, isn't that the fish guy who has to breathe he's got that breathing apparatus yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah that's a bison by by Uh
0: byzantine i i just think that the expansion of aliens on st- the next generation was good, but we got none of those in this one either. There wasn't any like stand. Yeah, we just
2: had the cue light.
0: Yeah, that's about it. There wasn't really any any new like um, special effects aliens, which I love seeing, especially like Team yeah. Space Nine was very good for that because it was always something coming through the wormhole going ah, whatever, and I, I really enjoyed that because I love all the special effects that some of the guys go through. In, in fact, we're having the Guinness World Record of most special effects in a career actor uh, joining us this Sunday on section 31 and a half because we have questions uh, and that is Bill Blair so you're going to be coming by for that it's a lot of fun talking with him and the amount of patience that he has to put all that on is incredible because he's done a ton of aliens not just in Star Trek but like in Babylon 5 and in Robocop and everything
2: Oh, he's a professional prosthetic alien? Yeah,
0: he's a professional prosthetic alien, and he's got a Guinness Book of World Record for doing it. That's so, awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, very awesome dude. Uh,
0: it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we are supposed to meet him in Vegas, but uh, we kept missing him.
2: You know, uh, well, you and I got to meet in person yes. for the first time in that Vegas. That was, was cool, man. Yeah, It was really excellent to meet you and spend some yeah. time together. Yeah, you're, absolutely. absolutely. You're always running around with your uh, camera and its pods.
0: Yeah, I have a monopod that... Uh, you know, our buddy Jace uh, Hatswell um, told me to get, and he's like, "It makes your life easier if you have this." And he was right. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, he's the pillar man. He's always giving me some great advice. Um, but yeah, that monopod. Like the one caveat was there was this like little little piece at the bottom, so I didn't know that you're supposed to keep it on because well, directions were those for
2: what are directions? You're I'm a man. I don't I'm, need to I don't directions.
0: Boop, you know, so. Turns out like the legs lock, and then that piece kind of like centers everything, yes, so I now had to order it <laughs> uh do it all over again, so that'll be fun that's funny, <clears throat> and you know this is my second time in Las Vegas, and
2: boy was it hot
0: I don't know oh yeah, you, know, you
2: don't go outside in vegas,
0: yeah,, it was
2: unbelievably
0: hot, but it was so much fun seeing you guys uh do your thing, meeting everybody, yeah, uh, I know you had the um Defending New Trek that you guys did live at
2: Yes with uh side Trek. Yeah, yeah, Trails. that was
0: that was a lot of fun. We um we we asked people I oh, swayed
2: him. He actually did a follow up video to that, and he's like, damn you, Mark. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was fun. I I convinced them that uh new trek is worth it and that it he shouldn't be such a curmudgeon. <laughs>
0: it is, it is. I enjoy a, a lot of the new trek discovery, strange new world, lower decks,
2: all of it's great. Yeah, it's also good. Yeah, I think you know, what, what pissed him off was the musical episode and and I, Ooh, uh, I i told him he texted me he's like did you watch that and i was like yeah it's amazing and he was like amazing it made me sick and i was like how it's two of the best things in the world musicals and star trek yeah exactly the only way it would have been better is if it had also been a pizza
0: <laughs> yeah that uh, if, if somebody ate got some fresh uh deep dish I yeah i've not <laughs> a deep dish in years um But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the captain's quadrant. Mark, thank you so much for hanging out with us here in the
2: captain's quadrant. It's been a lot of fun. Thank Uh, you for uh, making me watch the child again. Yeah. You know, it's always
0: good to go back and watch some really weird Trek.
2: (laughs) Yes, it was so worth it. It was so worth it, even though it was uh, agony booth worthy that, uh, uh full Riker and reverse Riker and all these things we've been talking about that were really yeah. and fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. All Trek is good Trek.
0: All Trek is good Trek. We love Star Trek, and that's why we enjoy hanging out with you here in the Captain's Quadrant. It's going to be some changes, but hey, the love and the base of it built by our good buddy, Jason Hatwell Lives. Mark, thanks again uh, for having the time of your life with us <laughs> reliving the go nowhere episode of star Trek, the child from TNG what's going the on. The Do here? nothing. The do nothing episode. Do of nothing star Trek. episode yeah. What's next? And, and, and
2: Anyone who's watching this, I challenge you to go back and watch this episode. The child. It's season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of new introductions of new characters. There's a lot of things that happen. None of our major characters make any decisions or take any action that changes anything in the plot. It is right. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here. But we don't yeah. do anything. <laughs> and everything is happening for us. Yeah. We appreciate you all. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying?
0: I said, we appreciate you all for standing around and acting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so what's next on the Shuttle Pod show?
2: Uh, Garrett Wong is. Uh, so this weekend, we're doing what we missed last weekend uh, with our Amok Time um, ep- the episodes, right. uh, TOS, Amok mock time, uh, and then next Sunday we're going to premiere our conversation with Garrett Wong. Awesome. Uh, and then we, you know, we'll be updating our schedule going forward.
0: Awesome, awesome. So be sure to check that out, and be sure to uh, do those fun things that help every person in the YouTube universe. You know, subscribe and and like. Those things are important. And I liked, bro. Oh, I appreciate that. Everybody, I like
2: twice. Two of those are mine. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> we love it.
0: Thank you, Mark, so much. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. We're going to be talking about The Wrath of Khan. Uh, nice Yay. Of one of the greatest, arguably the greatest uh, Star Trek movie from the TOS series. It's two or six to
2: me. Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Two is great, but six is greater.
0: Yeah. The dogfight. The...
2: Oh yeah, fire! I mean, all yeah. that shit. It's yeah. The Excelsior shows up. Sulu's yeah. a captain. Uh, the the music. The the model of the Enterprise just looks. It's like that was the peak of model filming technology, and that that was the end of it. That's when yeah. we said goodbye to to models as the ships for our show, and
0: and uh, went to digital.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was and Nick Myers, such an amazing director. And, you know, it's uh, Spock is basically Sherlock Holmes. It's a Sherlock Holmes episode. Right. Um, it's so good. Yeah.
0: yeah. So join us next week for that. And then we're going to say goodbye and live long and prosper. Bye. Check out spectrumsanctorum.net for all of our podcast merch. We have an entire merch store ready to give you all the things that you loved about our podcast and get notified on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our Spectrum Sanctorum merch store. Follow us today and be sure to hit that bell when you're watching our YouTube videos so you can be notified of when.